This episode of the Door County Pulse podcast is brought to you in part by the Door County Community Foundation, inspiring people to give back, to sustain, and advance the community that we love. To learn more, visit givedoorcounty.org. Hello, and welcome to the Door County Pulse podcast. I'm Miles Danhausen Jr., writer and editor for the Peninsula Pulse. Today, I'm joined by Anne Morgan, the founder of 100 Women Who Care. Anne, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Thank you. Glad to be here. Thanks for having us. Well, I wanted to have you on here to talk. You're a relatively new organization. A lot of people probably don't know exactly what you guys are all about, but you also got some really great news just in the last couple of weeks. You got a matching grant that allows you guys to increase your impact in the community. Yes. Yeah, we did. We're really excited about it. So before we get into that, I think it maybe would be best for us to explain what the organization is, where you guys came from, and then we'll talk a little bit about what this matching grant will help you guys do. So, and I shouldn't say guys, <laughs> what your, your group of women do. Verbal tick of mine. Sorry about that. That's okay. um, so tell me back, you guys were founded in 2018? Correct. July 2018 was our first meeting. And how did this idea for this, well, first tell me, how does 100 Women Who Care work? Okay. The base model is you bring 100 women together four times a year, and you listen to three nonprofit organization presentations, and you vote on that, and then you each donate $100 per quarter, and you raise $10,000. And that goes to the nonprofit that receives the the most votes, but we've modified that okay. to fit our wonderful community that did not like sending home the two nonprofits that weren't receiving anything with zero dollars. <laughs> and so uh, we now do a 50-25-25 split okay. for the nonprofits that are presented. So everybody goes home with something. It'd be is, tough to, to bring somebody in, tell a story of a great program that they do, and then say, that see you later. Not good enough for us. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. I know that that wasn't working for us. And the other thing, too, that we have done that's modified from the original model is we ha- we allow teams or we offer teams of two. So if $100 per quarter doesn't fit into your giving plan for the year, but you could do it with $50, then maybe you can find a friend to join with. Okay. And so that broadens it because we wanted to have as many people in the community involved as possible. And it's, you know, it's for everybody. It's at any rate, that is that, the that, base model. Of what that we're part of it is pretty interesting to me. It's just like bringing teams together because, you know, like when you're, especially if you're younger or, you know, just somebody who doesn't have a lot of spare cash, you got a family, you got, you know, $400 is, is a lot for a lot of people. And so allowing people to kind of bundle it the way that almost like a political fundraiser bundles cash, you can bundle to make an impact in your community. It's probably maybe something we should do more of. Yeah, no, it's really wonderful. And because of that, you know, getting people into philanthropy, that's another thing. Yeah. It opens a door to philanthropy for some people. And Brad Bicoy at the Door County Community Foundation, we spoke with him and worked with on the foundation to facilitate our payment processing. Okay. And that was one of the things he would bring up is, you know, you're increasing philanthropy and getting people into that world of philanthropy. And then eventually they'll continue to grow, which is part of, you know, that's really what we want to do. We want to... Well, you know, my wife has became a part of this organization a couple of years ago. And one of the things I realized, as much as I come home and and talk about all the stuff I'm covering all the time, probably to the point where she probably wants to tune me out. um, (laughs) But... She comes out of these meetings and she'll come and talk to me and say, hey, did you know about this organization? 
I, we, they gave a presentation. They do this really cool thing. And so even if they're, you know, you're not somebody who's super engaged with the nonprofit community, you wouldn't maybe normally be on a board or be in these, the room where some of this stuff is discussed. You're getting exposed to what some of these organizations do just by giving a little bit. And that's a huge part of what we're all about is spreading awareness. Our members, they nominate these nonprofits, and they're really passionate about it. And they give a presentation, and I always learn something <laughs> about every nonprofit. It, it, I really have enjoyed that part of it. Yeah. Yeah. What is this? Is this model based on something that is a national model? Yes. Okay. It's a, it, 100 Who Care is the, I guess, national organization. Okay. And there are a lot of different organizations out there. There's 100 Kids Who Care. So people have taken on or made variations that fit their community and sure. the group that they're working with. And then how many people do you have involved in the 100 Women Who Care in Door County? Right now we have 345 members. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was, you know, it was really heartwarming because during the pandemic, I expected it to really drop off. Just there was so, many, so much going on in people's lives, and we grew. Wow. <laughs> and so it was, it was great. And why is there a particular reason to choose to do 100 women versus 100 people or... It was, I guess the way it started is somebody, when I retired in 17, they, they said, Annie, you should start a Honda Who Care organization. And I <laughs> said, that's great. I am moving to a new community. I know no one, so I probably can't get 100 women together. And I got to know a group of friends, and they were all women. And so it was just, I think it started as 100 Women Who Care, the national model. And then there was variations. And so that was, I didn't even realize there were variations. <laughs> and so we just went with kind of that 100 women. And who cares? So sure. that's how it, it got started. So it becomes a little bit of a camaraderie, a little bit of networking, and a little bit of learning about your community. It does. And one of the things that I've really found that I enjoy about it is we're lifting up the community, and that's what it's about. We're trying to make a meaningful impact for our local community. And aside from that is I've seen women lift each other up, hmm. you know, because people are going in front of a group of people to present their nonprofit and people listen attentively and they're very supportive and it feels good. And, you know, when we receive, when the reward awards are announced, you know, you feel good about your giving. It's, yeah. it's just, it's really exciting. You know, you, you've donated a hundred dollars and you have just now raised over $24,000 for these, that'll be divided between these nonprofit organizations. Yeah. That's really great. Well, like what kind of programs or, efforts have you helped fund through this organization? So to qualify for an award, you have to be a 501c3 organization and be impacting Door County okay. locally. And right now, I mean, there's several. Most recently, the Sue Baldwin Fund received our main award. We've had the Door County Housing Partnership. I'm, there are there's just so many. I hate to name any because I'm probably going <laughs> to no, miss so many. But we have donated to 35 nonprofits wow. since inception. And what are these amounts usually in anywhere from a couple thousand dollars to five thousand dollars kind of? Uh, yeah, so right now our main award was twelve thousand dollars. Wow. And then the runner up awards were six thousand dollars a piece. Wow, that's great. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, kind of stepping back into your founding this, you know, like some people come into a community and you're desperate to just meet people, so you you go to a coffee shop or you go to um, any you go to the bar a lot or something. You started a, your own nonprofit, right? <laughs> this whole idea. What What was your background before coming to Door County? Oh, well, I, I'm i an accountant. 
<laughs> you know, so I don't have the marketing, and that's uh, Peggy Rennett with this group of women that when I mentioned it to them, it was a resounding yes, hmm. you need to do this. And she stepped out to help me kickstart it. And since then, most of that group of women are still involved in helping, and we've had so many volunteers. And it was amazing. At our first meeting, Jenny Bexel's spot, she walked up afterwards and she said, what do you need? And I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> She's like, how much money do you need? And so we've been partnered, you know, she sponsored us. Wow. She's our financial sponsor. And so 100% of the dollars go to the nonprofits. And all our financial needs are met, which is awesome. And, you know, with the Door County Community Foundation, being able to process credit cards, that's allowed yeah. us to take credit card donations, mm -hmm. which was huge. <laughs> so it's... Uh, I don't know if did I answer your question. Well, in answer to a question I didn't ask, which is even better. That's okay. the best part about this podcast. <laughs> we go in directions we didn't expect to. But you know, you mentioned a couple of people. Yenny obviously is just a, like a, a firecracker. She is such a great asset to the Northern Door community. So you bring these different people together, and you get this different help. But you know, your background. So you come here as an accountant. Did you have a connection to Door County before you moved here? Before you retired? Oh yeah, my parents had a cottage, and we okay. would come up here every summer since I was five years old. Okay. And so I continued to bring my family, as I had a family, bring them up here, and so they all became very passionate about it as well. And so we, uh, my husband and I, we retired up here. Well, he didn't retire. I did. <laughs> <laughs> But one thing, as I'm mentioning people, I have to say I really want to thank all the volunteers that have made this happen because it's endless, the people that have stepped up to help us in so many different ways. So we, we have a really great team. And one more thing, you were talking about meeting people. Yeah. We have a, you know, the social, a social aspect of this is how oh, you come and, you know, you visit a little bit before the meeting and that kind of thing. But this is a very social community. And <laughs> so we have a social team that's been doing a fantastic job. We've had some great gatherings. You know, we did a sunset cruise. We did, you know, warm hearts, warm hands to collect mittens. And people gathered for that. And so people get to have that social aspect, too, yeah. you know, by getting involved. And you meet people and it's nice, you know. For even if you've been in the community, and especially if you've never been in the community, to yeah. you know meet other people. It is, you know, uh, being from here, I just feel like we're so fortunate that this is a place that even if people who who don't live here, yeah. if they visit here, they feel a connection to it. If they maybe have a, a vacation home or a family home or or parents who are here, they still stay so connected. So even if people live far away. So many people tell me, like, well, Door County is what I consider home. I don't live there, but that's what I consider home. So it becomes the place that they care about more. So they're, even if they've spent 50 years living in a different place, their philanthropic efforts and dollars often go to Door County, which is just such a, I mean, you can't say it enough what an impact that makes in this community. Most small towns don't have that. It is amazing. And I'm glad you brought up this point because since the beginning, we've been doing a webinar. So people that are seasonal residents and wherever they are in the wintertime can join our podcast or join our party, <laughs> join our, our meetings sure. and, you know, have a, have a say, you know, have a voice in, That's great. in where their money goes because we'd like to encourage everybody, even if you're full-time, if you're seasonal, to join and be a part of this because you're supporting a community that you love even when you're not here. And when everybody leaves, the community needs that support that yeah. was thriving during the summer months. So it's very impactful to have people that 
don't live here year round to be part of this as well. Yeah. I mean, when, when COVID hit and shut down so many restaurants, it was amazing the number of people that even not, not that I run these nonprofits, but like the people who reached out to me through the pulse to say like, what do people need there? I'm not there, but I know the restaurants are closed and they know they get, they get to know the people, the servers, the cooks, the restaurant owners and childcare centers. They're like, Oh, I know that the childcare center serves these people who, who need it now. Like, what can I do to help? It was amazing to see that that amount of outpouring. And you saw the community foundation, their relief fund just got an incredible amount of donations in a short period of time, just because people care about this place, they care about the environment, and they care about the people who maintain it all year so that they can come back to this place that they love. Yeah, the relief fund, April, I guess it would have been 21 or 20. 2020. <laughs> 2020, April yeah. 2020. Our members voted to contribute all of the donations to the relief fund. Oh, excellent. And so that was, so we didn't, you know, have a nonprofit presentation. It just, they, they were coordinating it and doing such an excellent job getting the money out to people that needed it. This episode of the Door County Pulse podcast is brought to you in part by Door County Medical Center. Are you looking for a job in Door County with excellent benefits, culture, and potential for advancement through tuition reimbursement programs? Door County Medical Center is hiring. For more than 75 years, Door County Medical Center has been the leader in health and wellness for Door and Kiwani counties. Their integrated medical center provides a wide range of specialties, including primary care, behavioral health, general surgery, the Women and Children's Center, the Door Orthopedic Center, the Door County Cancer Center, and more. To join the team, apply today at dcmedical.org slash careers. What are some of the things you've learned just through hearing from those nonprofits at these gatherings? Like, is there anything that sticks out in your mind as like, a nonprofit that you didn't know much about that you walked away saying, wow, that's that's really incredible. So I have to step back because I, I read all the information as it comes in and as people are nominating them. Sure. So I'm probably going to talk about some that weren't even presented yet, but <laughs> I didn't know what Neighbor to Neighbor did. I mean, you know, yeah. I had no idea. And, you know, the Subalpin Fund that just recently received the award, um, the main award, I didn't know exactly what they did. You know, I know they helped work with people with cancer. It was related right. to cancer, but I didn't know exactly, you yeah. know, what they did. And just, you know, hearing the details of how these organizations come together together and, and they're, they're filling a need that you don't necessarily think about on a daily basis. I mean, when you're up here having fun and going out and, you know, you step back and you look at what these nonprofits, the need that they're fulfilling in the community, it's just, it's wonderful to learn about that. And I feel like I've grown so much in just right. understanding the needs out there. It, you mentioned a couple of organizations that you know, I've written about over the years, or I've come across so many different announcements or, or news releases where you just read it and you'll read about like, Unity Hospice or neighbor to neighbor, and uh, it, you know, for me, in many cases, you just you're editing and just moving along, and then you don't pause to really look at what that's doing, and then you talk to somebody like the first time I did a story about neighbor to neighbor, I, I still didn't fully grasp it, but I had a better appreciation of like, oh yeah, so they they have places where people can rent or just borrow hospital equipment when they're going through things or they have an injury or they're going through cancer and stuff, or they also provide people to come out and help and like take someone for a walk and, and be a companion for an hour. And I just, that I got the, the full impact of what that kind of thing means. Just when my mom was going through Alzheimer's and cancer treatments and somebody from neighbor to neighbor comes and takes her for a walk and just gives that family a little break, you know? Mm -hmm. And you learn that there are so many little, there's huge organizations, there's big cancer foundations, there's big Alzheimer's foundations, there's the hospital. There are these things that serve the big functions, the big dollar things. But then there's these 
all these little things that you don't realize it until you learn about them that are keeping everybody afloat, keeping families and, and the community afloat and businesses able to run because they're helping out a little bit here and there. It's, it's really remarkable. All the When you get to know it all, you see everything it really does take to keep the community humming. Right, right, exactly. And I, I was just thinking... Brain starting to move a little bit more. The like Door County Housing Partnership, that's such a big need right. up here. And Habitat for Humanity, those are right. ones. You know, along with all the social service needs, we also have the performing arts up here. Mm-hmm. And those are some of the nominations as well. And Brett had done a really great article, I thought, in pulling that in and why they are important to support because mm-hmm. they're bringing jobs, they're bringing people up here, they're bringing money into the community that support us. And so those are some of the ones like TAP and or the Sky, they received awards. Sure, and you think of, I, I just in the last couple of weeks, I've spent some time down with the folks at Third Avenue Playworks and also at Holly Feldman over at Northern Sky Theater. And some of the conversations we had is like, we think of the theater and we think of the arts as okay, this maybe is something for somebody to dabble in or it's great culture to have in the community. Mm-hmm. But we kind of, there's a lot of well-paying professional jobs in those organizations now too that provide a ladder. You know, when you're not just an actor or just being on stage, but managing those facilities, managing a nonprofit, the artistic director, the managing director, the accountant, the business manager, the marketing positions, those all create a lot of different types of jobs that maybe we don't think of right off the bat. So when Brett's talking about that impact that they have on our community, it's so much bigger than just putting on a play or, or having an exhibit. Not to, not to demean either of those, but there's no. so much more to it. Right, exactly, exactly. And so supporting them as well is important because when I went into it, I really had just health and social services on my brain. And our first award went to Stride, which was Great really, program. yeah, right. It was, it was excellent. It was really exciting. And Stride is an effort to bring mental health counselors into Door County area schools so they could actually have a counselor in the building, I think, uh, one day a week to just have more availability for kids who are struggling and to kind of try and take a, a step to combat the, the suicide rate and and some of the other mental health issues in the county. Right, right. Excellent. And so, you know, when the theater and those kinds of organizations coming up, it was really nice to read Brett's article to pull it all together, mm-hmm. you know. And you guys have some great news that you just announced last week, too. So with 100 Women Who Care, you received a grant from the, is it the Robert Schultz Foundation? R- Richard. Richard Schultz yep. Foundation. Tell me what this will do for you guys. For okay. you women, sorry. <laughs> yeah, well, and for the community. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and so the Richard M. Schultz Family Foundation has partnered with the 100 Who Care Alliance. And what the founder, Richard Schultz, was the founder of Best Buy. Okay. And so as part of their criteria, you had to be within 20 miles of a Best Buy. Well, we haven't met that criteria, <laughs> but they've extended it this year. And so we qualify. And so what they're going to do is they'll match as long as we meet their criteria or the nonprofit meets their criteria, they'll match up to $5,000, 50% up to $5,000. Hmm. And their criteria, basically, I think, uh, the organizations that are in health and human services will be the ones that I, I would think would definitely qualify. And then the other ones, the Schultz Foundation will make the determination. 
However, you know, we have the potential to bring another $20,000 into our community nonprofits. Wow. So we're really excited. And, and is that first, a one-year program or? Well, to- it was, th- they're in the last year of the program. Okay. And so it w- for right now, it would be this year. Okay. It would be really nice if they extended this. <laughs> <laughs> so we have been approved for the first quarter. Grant. Excellent. So another $5,000 for the awards. So this little organization that started because you wanted to get some people together and get to know some people is now <laughs> brought, I think, I think the number Paula Lotta said, was it, is it $270,000? Yes. That yeah. has been given to area nonprofits from people who maybe weren't a part of philanthropic world before. And I'm sure a lot of them right. have been, yeah. but a lot of people I know who have not, so they can feel that they're giving back and that they're making impact in their community and they're meeting a lot of people. I mean, it's pretty remarkable to do that in just a, a five-year span. Yeah, yeah, and it's exciting. So we're really excited to be back to meeting in person because <laughs> the energy in the room is just really great. You yeah. know, everybody's just excited to be there, to be a part of it, you know, saying hello to one another, learning about the nonprofits, and just when the award is announced, seeing that amount going to the nonprofits, it's it feels good. You know, you've you've donated a hundred dollars and you've now given away twenty four thousand dollars. That's remarkable. In one hour. <laughs> How if somebody wants to be become involved, like is there a website that you have yeah, or yep. an email address? Could you tell us how someone gets involved? Yeah, sure. If you go to our website, it's a one hundred WWC doorcounty.org. Right on the main page, there's a button, join us. If you click on that, it'll take you right to where you need to go. And if you want to email us, if you have any questions, uh, you can contact us right through that website. Excellent. Yeah. Well, Ann Morgan, thanks for joining us on the podcast today and filling us in a little bit about this organization. And thanks for everything you've done for it. Thanks so much, Miles. Appreciate it. Thank you to Ann Morgan for joining us on the podcast. That was a great discussion, just of like the many ways that, that people can get involved in philanthropy in the county and make an impact, big and small. I thought that was a great story of somebody coming to a community and just finding a way to jump in and meet some people and do some great work at the same time. Thank you all for listening to the podcast again today. Uh, later this week, we're going to have a couple of really interesting podcasts. One, we've got some interviews with Paula Anschutz, Robert Jiski, and David DeVote about the the whole process of moving the barns and buildings from the Little Sister Resort property to their various new homes around the Sister Bay and Northern Door County area. We were up there all day on Tuesday as movers got this 110-ton barn moved down the street and into its new home at the Sister Bay Historical Society. Talked to a bunch of folks. Really great day to see this almost year-long process come to fruition and create a new place for the historical society, create a bunch of new homes for seasonal workers and and housing units, and save a little bit of Sister Bay history. So we'll have some interviews and some discussion about that. And then later this week, we have an interview with Greg Diltz, the retiring owner of Northern Door Communications, and just kind of the, the evolution of that business and where it started, how it grew, how it evolved from the old, uh, some of you will remember the bag phones that maybe your parents had or that you had in your cars to the cell phones that we have today and, and how we, he kept this little business going in Sister Bay and servicing the community for a long time and also his work with emergency services as well. So some really good podcasts coming up this week. We will talk to you again soon. And thank you as always for listening to the Door County Pulse Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the Door County Pulse Podcast. 
If you want to support us at The Pulse, check out DoorCountyPulse.com shop, where you can get a weekly Pulse subscription, purchase some incredible Door County artwork from Pulse artist Ryan Miller, and much more. We hope you've enjoyed the Door County Pulse podcast, and we will see you next time.